is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. Meat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. It's Josh. It's Ben. It's almost week nine. Close. Just one more day. I don't even want to watch the game tomorrow, dude. Uh, what is it? Titans, Titans and, and who, the Steelers. Oh. That's a Kenny terrible Pickett's game. not going to play. That's a terrible game. I guess, I guess I'll pay attention because I'll be interested to see what Will Levis does. Watch him go out. And suck. I I won't be surprised. Actually, our, our buddy Jake, um, he's got Will Levis in one of our main dynasty leagues, and he's in the middle of a rebuild. Like, and and he knows that. And he was like, I don't know what I should sell Will Levis for. He's like, I'm getting offers, but I'm getting offers of like a bunch of players who all score like a total of six points a week. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm yeah. and, I, and I told him like, I don't. Will Levis could turn out to be nothing, and I, I won't be surprised if he does. But you can't like sell him for nothing because there there's a chance he is something. It's only been one game. So. Yeah, the one game was really great. And you're right; you don't want to sell Will Levis for nothing. On the flip side, though, if you get something, maybe not even great, but like halfway decent, I might take it because I, and maybe maybe the the Kirk Cousins owner. Sure, find that guy. I didn't believe in Will Levis in the pre-draft process. I didn't think he was all that good. I thought he was overvalued. That said, though, I mean, you're right. There's probably something there if you could go out in your debut and throw four touchdowns. Touchdowns are fluky, but still, that's something. So all of that to say, I have no clue how to value Will Levis right now. I don't either. I would. I mean, I mean I'd I, really just hold him. Like, obviously, if I can get something... What's decent to you? Well, uh, what I was just going to ask you was, I think we would both agree that if you were offered any first-round pick in a Superflex League, you would take it. Yeah, I think I would do that. If you're offered a second-round pick or something Unless along it's those like lines, the team that's in, like in last place and like way in last place. Yeah. Like you can guarantee me that's the 201. Sure. But it looks like Will Levis, I mean, he is a starting quarterback in the NFL now. Like, I don't think they're going to go back to Tannehill. Malik Willis is not going to play. So, like, Will Levis is the starter in Tennessee. What if you got offered something with Mac Jones as the central piece, which is like, nobody really is excited about Mac. He's, if you need a start, you can kind of throw him in there. But it doesn't feel great. But you know he's the starter. He's He's got the job. See that one's that's tough too. Like I, I know he's the starter, but I feel like Will Levis is kind of the starter too. And I know what Mac Jones is. I don't really know what Will Levis is yet. So yeah, is don't. there a chance he's nothing? Yes, but Mac Jones isn't really all that much either. So I kind of would rather just take the shot on Will Levis. And if it misses, oh well, I missed out on Mac Jones. Whoop de doo. Yeah, I know. It's so funny too because Levis could go out tomorrow and just fall on his face and never see a start again and he's going up against the Steelers so that's not an easy matchup if he performs well tomorrow night we might be talking yeah I mean there there's two very distinctly different ways this could go I mean he because Mike Vrabel has already said in press conferences that he would like Ryan Tannehill to play if he's healthy obviously he's not so he's not available but like if if Levis goes out there and has Another good game. Let's say he just has, you know, 225 yards, two touchdowns, maybe a pick, maybe not. I don't know. But, like, a fine, good start. Doesn't have to be four touchdowns like it was on Sunday. You know, he could very well have locked himself into another start, and then it could just sort of snowball. But, like, if he goes out there and falls flat on his face and just it's a tire fire... I don't know if he gets on the field again the rest of the year. We saw it with Malik Willis last year already where, like, he had one bad start last year and he was done. But we we also we knew Malik Willis was not going to be a quarterback. Like, everybody knew that. Will Levis, at least, 
he's a quarterback. <laughs> he is a quarterback. Malik Willis maybe could benefit from a switch to receiver. I, that, yeah, I don't. I never was in on Malik Willis. I'm sorry if you bought into it or anybody out there who bought into it. No. Not. Oh, we got a great episode today. We got a bunch, a bunch of news. So much has happened. The trade deadline has come and gone. Uh, we may or may not have specifically waited to record this episode until we knew what the trade deadline was going to give us. Josh was also giving out Halloween candy to children last night. I so. was. I was. I you definitely kids over this. That's embarrassing. I did. Got to do it for the kids, man. I tried uh, to get him to live stream this um, while he's handing out Halloween candy, but instead we just give start sit advice to everyone who comes to the door. <laughs> They come out of the door and nobody asks, but hey, you should I don't have start. a Kit Kat, but you should definitely be running out Devonta Smith this week. Yes. T. Higgins must start. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a Rice Krispie treat. Oh, no, no, no. I don't have any candy. <laughs> People aren't paying us money yet for this, for this show, so I can't afford to buy candy for kids. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we got studs. We got weenies. We got week nine starts of the week. And I'm sure at some point Ben's going to be mad at me. It's just how this thing goes. I'm mad at myself, too, so don't take it too personally. Oh, oh no. I'm always mad at myself. Oh, okay. It's just like a constant self-loathing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It is. Brutal. <laughs> Shall we hop into the news? Let's do it. The... I, I need a little quiet today. Yeah, I like I like I need a little finger violin or something. Just sadness. Kirk Cousins towards Achilles, done for the year. The Vikings in the wake of the injury traded for Josh Dobbs. No Kirk, it's Dobbs and the Vikings after the it sucks for the Vikings. They started out 1 and 4 and then won 3 games in a row. They're 4 and 4. And now their playoff hopes are destroyed. They're not out of it, out of it yet. They can maybe piece something together. I don't know. It sucks. People are gonna. People who hate on Kirk are about to find out just what he did for the Vikings, and especially for for fantasy value of players. He he kept a lot of stuff up there. He TJ Hawkinson is amazing because of Kirk Cousins. Jordan Addison is amazing because of Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson, I think, is obviously he's an incredible player no matter what. But it helps having a quarterback like Kirk Cousins out there throwing in the ball. I think if if Josh Dobbs ends up getting some starts, the values of these guys don't necessarily just tank. I think he can he can support most of the guys to be at least viable. But they definitely, it hurts. You're still probably starting Hawkinson just because... He's still going to be a target hog in the offense. They're still going to scheme him touches because he's one of their best players. Yeah. And the tight end situation, it just is what it is. Like, if you have a good one, you you kind of just have to play him anyway. So I can't see a scenario where anybody won't want to start Hawkinson. I guess... I mean, I know Jefferson, once he comes back, and I have heard, play him. I have heard reports that he may come back sooner rather than later, where yeah. he doesn't wait the full six weeks, and he does. Obviously, this is this is just you know people speculating, but they're saying there's a good chance he does come back in just four weeks. That would be interesting. I hope he does. I, I can see them being like, okay, we need you, because if we don't have you, we're just going to lose every game. If he comes back, I don't necessarily think he's he's not the top play like he like he has been in the first four weeks of the season. I'd still say he's a top ten option. Yeah, I asked you this earlier today. Would you rather have Jalen Waddle rest of season or Justin Jefferson? Assuming we're gonna we're gonna have the rest of season start when Jefferson gets back, but Waddle. Yeah, assuming or he comes back in four weeks, is fully healthy. I think I think I still take Jefferson. Just be, that's he's that dude. He is that dude. It's very tough to bet against a guy who is, when healthy, the best receiver in the NFL. 
those kind of guys, I mean, D-Hop did it for years. Those kind of guys just tend to produce no matter what. I mean, he was the consensus wide receiver one coming into this year. Yeah, and he lived up to it this year so far when, when he was healthy. So I guess the, the question for me with the offense is about Jordan Addison more than the other two because I think the other two were pretty much locked in. Addison is what? I think with, obviously, with no Jefferson the way it has been, he's been a locked-in top 15 option. With no Jefferson, I still think he's top 24 at least, just because of targets. If no Jefferson, or Jefferson does come back, obviously no Kirk, it gets a little murky. Because I think, I think Jefferson will still be fine. Hawkinson will still be fine, especially because he's a tight end. But obviously it would be Josh Dobbs or I don't even, who's the backup that they said was going to start this week? I don't even remember. Uh, Jaron Hall. Or Jaron Hall. That's one. If if Addison has a good week in the next couple weeks, I would try to sell him. Or is that a redraft take or is that also That's a That's a redraft take. I, okay. I would say he's a buy in Dynasty if – with no Kirk Cousins, like, see if you can, like, get, get the Addison owners panic. Like, he's been great. Now I don't have Kirk. Go get something. See if you can get something for him. Yeah. I think or I'm see if you can buy him. Sorry. Yeah, because you could probably – there's going to be somebody who's, like, willing to take a second for him that just needs something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> sort of, sort of idiots are you playing with? There's going to be somebody. take a second You'd... for Jordan Addison. You had to pay like the 107 to get him, but oh, I know. It happens all the time. There's always loopholes in there or guys that you didn't think would end up being cheap that just you see the deal come through and you're like, "Oh my god. How did that happen?" Happens every And then day. you're mad because like, "I would have paid that for." You're like, "Jeez." Exactly. You just feel like an idiot because you're just not the one who tell asked. Tell me you're willing to sell him, please. Yeah. It happens all the time. All the time. All right. Okay, Raiders. Josh McDaniels fired the GM, fired, and in the wake of all that, Raise. they have said that Aiden O'Connell will start at quarterback Sunday over Jimmy Garoppolo. Can't be worse. Literally, you can't. I didn't watch the Monday night game. Actually, let's back up. Let's back up. Can you explain your situation? Yeah, I... In the granddaddy of the mall, I was up, what was it, 25 points going into the Monday night game? I think so. And my opponent had Sam Laporta and Devontae Adams. And I made a conscious decision not to watch the Monday night game because I knew likely I was going to lose and I was just going to watch it happen. And I just didn't really want to watch it I've slowly. been there. It hurts. Yeah, I didn't want to watch the death by a thousand cuts. And I knew it was coming, and I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm going to wake up in the morning, and we'll just see what happened. So I get up, and I go and look at the lineup to see how we did, and I see, oh, wow, I won. I wonder what happened. I look, and Sam Laporta had 16 fantasy points. He had like 18, 19. Like, he balled. He went nuts. And I was like, there is absolutely no way that I lost when Sam Laporta had 17, 18, whatever it was, fantasy points, which means Devontae Adams needed to score seven and did not. And I go look, and he had like one catch or something, two catches for 20 yards. It was terrible. Now, we'll, we'll preview the, the weekly weenies. Devontae's on here with one catch for 11 yards. The worst part of it is... And obviously, I didn't know this because I didn't watch the game. I did. He was wide open on two very Twice. long touchdowns. Right before halftime, he would have had a 98-yarder, but Jimmy missed him. And then like late in the fourth quarter, he was like unguarded on a 60-yarder. Just missed him. I mean, that's 150 yards and two touchdowns right there. And he hit seven targets. So it's not like they just weren't looking at him. They were. Jimmy just missed. It was bad. It was Which really why, bad. I mean, it, you can't help but be excited. I mean, Aiden, you cannot be worse than what they were. So Aiden O'Connell can't, I mean, what are you going to, not not throw it to him? Okay, that's the same as what we had on Monday night, so fine. 
and he's not broken physically like Jimmy G is because Jimmy G doesn't look good. No, he's looking he looks bad. injured. I could almost see a scenario where they go out and target Devontae like 20 times. As they should. I, do it, do I what mean, Aaron Rodgers used to do and just throw it to him over and over and over yeah. and over. I, it's so crazy because he's getting open and there's stuff happening, but it... He he looks like the Devontae of old where he's just so silky smooth and he just, he just can lose a defender out of nowhere. Yeah. But... The difference is the quarterback. It's really rough. I feel bad for him. Matthew Stafford sprained the UCL in his thumb on Sunday. Um, Same as the one he had a couple years ago. Oh, that's right. I saw something today that said he could play week nine, but it's possible that he sits week nine and comes back week 10. Yeah, they had talked about IR. McVay came out today and said that absolutely we are not putting him on IR. That's not an option. I don't think he plays this week. Maybe next week. We'll see. So. Down, down tick, cup, and the cool. I think they have the bye week in week 10. So it makes sense for him to miss two, miss these next two weeks. Yeah. I need to look because I, so <laughs> I was looking at my bye weeks. Just look to see what am I missing. Yeah. So their bye week's week 10. Which means that this week I have no Christian McCaffrey and no Javante Williams. And next week I'm playing you without Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and AJ Brown. Is this in the granddaddy of them all? That yes. No, you're playing me this week. Oh, I'm playing you this week? Well, I'm gonna so lose to I you. I don't this have week. to deal with McCaffrey. <laughs> you don't. You get to dodge the McCaffrey <laughs> bullet. Thank God. I guess I'm just getting my bad bye weeks in two weeks in a row. It's going to be so much fun. You're, you're also, you're 8-0, no, though, so you'll be all right. I am, but I really, once you win eight weeks consecutively, you're like, an undefeated season would be very nice. I had one last year. Guess what? I didn't win the championship. Well, you were in the championship. I was in it. Didn't win. Mm. Uh, Okay. Taylor Heineke is starting for the Falcons. Yes! Yes! <laughs> oh. I don't know why you're so excited. Because for Kyle Pitts and Drake London, that's all I'm excited for. I know you texted me earlier today when you, you saw that Desmond Ritter was benched, and I hate to break it to you, Ben. The problem has not been the quarterback. The problem is your head yes, coach. It, yes, it is. Well, I, I, let me back up. The problem is Arthur Smith. But Desmond Ritter is not good. He's I mean, not. I agree. He's not good. I've I seen don't Taylor think Taylor Heineke Heineke's very good. I don't think Taylor Heineke's very good either. But I've seen Taylor Heineke play far better football than I've ever seen Desmond Ritter play. I've seen Taylor Heineke almost beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's what I've seen. Yeah. I have seen that. I've seen Desmond Ritter... Miss Kyle Pitts wide open 20 or 30 times. I have seen that as well. <laughs> so, you can You're get about to why watch... I'd be excited for Tyler Heineke over Desmond Ritter. You're about to watch Taylor Heineke miss him wide open, too. And no, I'm not. It's going to happen. You're, you're, Sunday, you're going to get all excited because you're going to be like, you know what? It might happen. Drake London, Kyle Pitts. We have hope, and then it's going to be dashed when at about 1.45 you realize Taylor Heineke actually sucks. We'll see. <laughs> you have nothing to lose. Your emotions are already so frayed. We will see. I've, I've been exp- a part of many one-point performances from Kyle Pitts. I think Taylor Heineke raises the fantasy production of the offense. I don't think he's Fair great. Enough. DeAndre Hopkins is banged up on Sunday, so he is, what is he, questionable, questionable. for Thursday He didn't night? practice today, I don't think. So it's just kind of a situation to monitor. Okay. If he doesn't go, Will Levis... Now I'm worried. ...is, is toast. I'm already right? worried because it's the Steelers' defense, <laughs> and... Sorry, I'm throwing things. Uh, and now he's going to be without D-Hop, potentially. That's not good. That would not be good at all. 
Darren Waller hurt his hamstring this again. This is why I'm excited um, for Kyle Pitts. And probably our. You're not excited. You're just second, like you're glad that you have somebody. Biggest, I guess, dynasty league. I've had Kyle Pitts, you know, since his rookie year, and then this offseason traded for Darren Waller because I was sick of the Kyle Pitts experience, but I didn't want to sell him. Now I'm excited for Kyle Pitts because I have to start him. I'll have an option. <laughs> I figured this hamstring, I'll be honest with you, I kind of thought it was a ticking time bomb after I, after it was initially injured. I think it was in training camp, was it? I had a feeling this yeah, might happen. He was a my Waller. guy for you. He was. But I'm pretty sure we did our my guys before the hamstring injury came out. Well, now his hamstrings hurt. He might go on IR. It sucks so because he's been the only good pass catcher in that offense. He's been the only one I mean, that has looked remotely decent. I'm not super upset with him going to the IR for the simple fact of the quarterback play he's had. I mean, I might as well send him to the IR and we'll figure it out later. Yeah, it's been so bad. Okay, trade deadline. We've got a couple deals to talk about. Very not a whole lot for in a terms fantasy of fantasy trade line deadline. This was very boring. Pretty much, the only offensive one of note was Donovan Peoples Jones. Was when that's your biggest name to the Lions? Yeah, I guess good for them. Maybe they weren't happy with Josh Reynolds. I know they're probably not happy with Jamison Williams because he has been He's a He's dropped pumpkin. a lot of passes. I don't know if you've watched many Lions games, but... Yeah, they have. I have, and he's dropping a lot of passes. He's not looked very good. They have, they have needed a serviceable wide receiver, too. And I think Donovan Peoples-Jones can be an okay wide receiver, too. Maybe not a great wide receiver, too, but like, oh, he's, he's all right. Especially when... If we're really honest, the pass catcher number two is Sam Laporta. So he's really the number three in the offense. Yeah. So. Whoop de doo. I mean, this is not this is not an not an amazing yeah, sign no, there, here. There's no, there's nothing good. Uh a couple of defensive, Some big defensive moves. moves. We've got him in here because they're wild. Uh, Chase Young traded the 49ers, Montez Sweat to the Bears, Leonard Williams to the Seahawks. Only, I guess, fantasy-wise notable is 49ers defense is probably a little scarier. You saw you saw Joe Burrow shred it, yeah. and the defense has been really bad the past couple weeks. Adding Chase Young to go on the other side of Nick Bosa, that can fix a lot of problems. That will help you. I think he I think I saw he had six and a half sacks That's in seven bad. games. No, Montez Sweat has that. Does Chase Young have that too? I know Sweat has six and a half sacks. Chase Young has six and a half. Who they traded them to the Bears. And which leads me in my other fantasy point of Sam Howell's been very fantasy relevant. Probably going to have to stay that way because they just traded their entire defensive line outside of Jonathan Allen. So now they're going to have to throw more. It's literally Jonathan Allen. I feel bad for Jonathan Allen because... They had, at one point, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and then the two edge rushers. Do they still have Deron Payne? Or do they let him go? I want to say they do still have Deron Payne. But I'm not sure. Okay, I think they might have paid him. And then they paid Allen. And so then they, they couldn't pay the other two. But that defense was leaky. It was good on paper, but it was leaky. And you just traded it just, it got two worse. of your best players. Yeah. That sucks. That sucks a lot. Seattle getting Leonard Williams. Big deal for me because now finally perhaps we'll defend the run because we have been so leaky defending the run. Ain't going to happen. I mean, for years, Seattle has not been able to defend the run. It helps. It at least You got to be negative about Taylor Heineke. I get to be negative about Leonard Williams. Uh, Fair enough. Shall we talk some week eight studs? We should we should probably actually talk about week eight a little bit before we get into week nine. A couple of these headlines, I'll run through them, and then we can just touch on them how we feel like uh, Will Levis 
exploded. The four touchdowns, obviously. Jameer Gibbs, 190 yards and a touchdown. He exploded Monday night. Joe Burrow exploded. CeeDee Lamb exploded. And Javante Williams finally looks like an elite running back. That was great. I was very happy to see it. I'm obviously very heavily invested. Jameer Gibbs paid a lot for him that we've talked about before in one dynasty league to go get him because I believe in him. I will be looking for a bridge if Dave Montgomery comes back and Jameer Gibbs goes back to like a 30% snap share. As good as he's been, I don't see how you can justify doing that. So hopefully he's just been good enough to where it is a little bit more of a 50-50 split than just Montgomery getting all the touches. I'm very invested in the Bengals' offenses. They've won me championships in the past. Been rocky this year, but Burrow looks healthy. And a healthy Joe Burrow is a scary Joe Burrow. And then, yeah. I mean, CD, I don't really know what to say. He's elite. When you, This is what happens when you throw him the ball. He's good. This is what happens yeah. when they have a good game Get your good players the ball. When, I mean, this... Yeah, they have a few games a year like this where they just destroy somebody and it's over before it started. I, I how much do you really take we from this? Know I don't know. But good. like Exactly. Good for them. Yeah, this is Javante's interesting because he has really not been great. And it's not that he hasn't performed on a per touch basis. Like he's looked pretty good in the sort of split backfield workload that he's had so far. But Sunday, he finally, and part of this is because they were yeah, like, smashing the Chiefs. Where did that come from? And so they were in a, yeah, yeah, wild. I don't know. But they were in the sort of game script where you're going to give your running back a lot of touches. And they did. He had 37 carries. touches. And I'm pretty sure it was like in... 27 carries, 30 total. What was that? Total. There you go. And I think he had 83%... McLaughlin and Piron combined so, for five carries. There you go. Finally, finally, Javante Williams looks like a workhorse post-knee injury. So I guess my question for you is, I don't know how many of these types of games they're going to play the rest of the year. They're not the team that was the first couple weeks where they were just getting destroyed by everybody. I mean, they, just, they have they just the Chiefs, things so up I mean, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, big difference from giving up 70 to the Dolphins. So they're a lot, they're much improved right now. I guess rest of season, where are you at with uh, should have known you'd ask me that question because I didn't think of an answer. Um. <laughs> I think for me, he's like a top yeah, 15 I would, I would probably go running back. Like closer to 15. Area. I could I could see his range of outcomes being as high as you know ten ish and as low as twenty ish. So like there's a big a big uh, yeah field of variance for Javante, but he's got a stranglehold now. I feel like so he's not going to be going forward. And like I, him and Brees Hall are finally both. I think they're getting healthy at the same time because they had injuries right at the same time. So now you're really seeing the two of them start to click. Yeah, I think Brees Hall ramped up a little bit quicker. Javante had a, saw a, a couple weeks injury than, than Hall did. He did. He did. His was rough. But I think just to see him pass the eye test, too, that that has been the good part. Because you're right, he had a rough Hall's was I mean, like was a, just a clean ACL, whereas Javante had MCL and I think something else, too. So his was like a a blowout kind of thing. Yeah, so to see him look good and and be efficient on a per touch basis to have some burst yep. and he's that's really nice to see. Very good pass and catcher so I too, think, which he he always has been. Right. Yeah. So rest of the season he is ready to rock and roll. Some Shall big we talk names weenies? on the weenie list today? Let's start out with mm. the probably the biggest name in football, Patrick Mahomes. Five points. Five. Five in the first quarter, you say? No, 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 no. Five in the first half? No, 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 no. The whole game? Five points for the entire game against the Denver Broncos, who gave up a historic amount of points just a few weeks ago to the Dolphins. 
What do you think Mahomes' excuse was? That he said? No, no, no. Just, I mean, like, if if he were to have Get an the excuse, dang man some receivers. Somebody. Anybody. <laughs> Nicole Hardman is not the answer. He also had the flu, I think. He had, I mean, still, that's Patrick Mahomes. I expect better than five against a bad defense. It was bad. It was very Let's bad. move on to my start of the week, shall we? Now, I did I did say this mm. was like a caveat start of the week, that I was willing to start him this week, but if he doesn't perform, I'm completely done. And guess what? I am completely done with Miles Sanders. Over. That's it. I thought he would still, quote-unquote, be the lead back coming out of the bye, like he's been a little banged up. No. No, no. He had two carries for zero yards. No targets, no receptions, nothing other than two carries. Chuba Hubbard is the bona fide starter in Carolina. Yeah, I don't think Miles Sanders is healthy. Yeah, but he he was practicing. They said he was healthy. I don't know. I don't know, man. Long story short is I'm out. I'm not weird. starting. I would be out too. Anymore. Yeah, I would I would be out too. But I do think the reason for it is I would start Chuba Hubbard over him until further noticed. Yeah. Yeah, until you see it switch back. Uh, yeah, for sure. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Cooper Cup had six points. Puka Nakua had seven points. Partially the Stafford injury. Partially because uh, the offense looks weird. And... Partially because they were playing I, the Cowboys. Still, it's Cooper Cup. That's Cooper Cup. Yeah, but coming we into all, we this know season, that there he had had like it's been like twenty something games since he's had like less than sixteen. He's had single digits two weeks in I a row. I know. I know. I, I do, but also the Cowboys. There's always a chance that they just destroy you. Like, they just come out with an uppercut, and you're out. You're done. You're on the mat, and it's game over in the first quarter. And that's Tony Pollard only had six points. He's on this list. And Tony Pollard had six and a half fantasy points. Unacceptable. Yeah. Weird. I mean, you get a pick six, your defense scores. Did they score twice on defense? I just know who didn't score, and that's Cooper Cup and Pukunakua. Uh, that's the man we feel the most sorry for, but he's on the list because guess what? You didn't get me any points in my fantasy lineup, so you're on this list. I'm sorry, Devontae Adams. You should have had like 40 points this week, but you only had two. So here you go. And legitimately, yeah, he should have had, he should have had, (laughs) no, it should have been not even exaggeration. (laughs) Instead, he has two. Yeah. And last but not least, this is probably mm. a decent game by his standards for fantasy. But Kyle Pitts is still on the list because <laughs> six and a half points ain't gonna get it done. <laughs> that's 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 a good good de- yeah. uh, Sunday's like work that's for good Kyle by Pitts. his standards. I expect better. What is that? Four for forty and PPR? Something like that. I don't know. All I know is... That's pretty good for Kyle Pitts. There was a play when the tight end won... Smith. Passed a pass to the tight end three, and Kyle Pitts I saw that, and I almost threw my phone at the television. (laughs) You have (laughs) Kyle Pitts. You have B. Drake London. And for some godforsaken reason, Jonu Smith is throwing passes to... I don't even know who the third tight end. Michael Pruitt. Michael Pruitt. Michael Pruitt. Arthur, do you, you like your job? How happy did that make you? How you, you? You like that job, Arthur? <laughs> did you see his press conference when somebody was asking him prior to week eight about uh, Bijan's usage and Drake London's usage and just like, Basically, just asking him, oh, why do you have all these good offensive for, players that team. aren't really doing anything? That's, that's what we're doing. So, I don't know what you want from me. That's kind of what he says every time. You want to talk about global warming? Let's, let's He's like, you want to talk about global warming? You ask me these questions. Let's talk no, about I ask you why the top five picks that you drafted aren't getting the ball. 
They weren't here when you got the job. You drafted them, Arthur. You did. Can't keep letting him get away with That's this. That's all I got to say. I don't know what we're going to do about it. a hitman? Everybody, join <laughs> into the Patreon. Too much. We'll, we'll make sure the money gets used for that. The, the Patreon is link is in the description, but it will solely be so we can get Kyle Pitts fantasy points. That's what it'll be under. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk the starts FBI of the week before we get out of here for week nine. We've got, <laughs> yeah, before we are arrested. Uh, running backs and wide receivers. You know who to start. Because we don't talk quarterbacks and tight ends because... You know who to start. I'm going to go with Isaiah Pacheco Running versus backs, the Dolphins. Running back, hit us with your start of the week. Interesting. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, he's been good enough to where I feel like people would say, well, kind of, yeah, duh, start him. But hear me out. The Dolphins, I think as we might have talked about this last week, the Dolphins' run defense is not amazing. The Chiefs have been struggling offensively. They need to get something going, and they're going to have to keep the Dolphins' offense off the field. That is how you beat them, which means Isaiah Pacheco should be in for a pretty big game, a lot of usage against a defense that can be exploited. Yeah. I mean, Pacheco, he's kind of a must start right now yeah. in a in a weird sort of way because he doesn't he doesn't really score a ton. Basically, I mean, the only way he scores is if it's like a 20 plus yard run. Which is that a few um, he gets a, just a little bit of passing work, but he gets two downs and, you know, 15 carries a game. He runs aggressive. He runs in the most economical way possible. Thundering. I didn't realize like how he good runs like he he's has trying to been. put holes in the ground. I was uh, in trade <laughs> talks with a guy in, in one of our leagues, and he asked Pacheco. Yeah. And we we're like, what about, you know, uh, I was trying to get a receiver. He's like, well, we do like this receiver and this receiver. And like, you send me Swift and I'll send you Pacheco. And I'm like, and, and my initial reaction that I, I said just off the cuff was like, no, like I, I think I think DeAndre Swift is a fair amount better than, than Isaiah Pacheco. I, I, I don't really want to move him for Pacheco at all. It's one quarterback league, so running back is a little, little more – higher value, I guess, just with the league setup. So I'm like, no, I'm not Senior Swift. He's like, are you kidding me? Swift is eight and Pacheco's yeah. nine. I'm like, oops, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I still prefer Swift, Got your foot but I didn't know Pacheco was having as good a season as he was. Yeah, and it's really just because the running back landscape is so weird. Like, the good ones are all hurt. And the guys that are producing are guys that you think of as like the RB. I mean, let's be honest. If you were just to look at the straight up production on a per game basis for Pacheco and Swift, you would be like, okay, they're that's like top the RB 15 and 16. Like they're good, but they're not amazing. But they're, yeah, they're both top and 10. even guys who you knew were desperate. good, but you probably weren't expecting to be as good like, like Travis Etienne. He's the RB2 right now. I would have believed top ten. I had him yeah. in top and top ten, but like I didn't That's think crazy. top three was in his range of outcomes. And I was fairly high on him coming into this year, but I didn't see that. Yeah, I had him at like RB nine or something, and maybe maybe eight guys have gotten hurt. But also, he has scored been, like a, he scored a touchdown every week for the past like six weeks. So. Yeah, all that to say running backs are weird. And that's why my start of the week at running Terrible back is running Rashad back. White. I don't... He's not. He's one I of don't the most inefficient White running backs that per good, but Up there with Najee Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I have a very fun stat for you that I just found. This is... Oh, this is great. 
Rashad White in week eight versus Buffalo had his highest yards per carry in any game he has had this season. His highest yards per what game. What do you think it was? Just give me a wild guess. 3.8. His highest yards per carry of any game this season. No. I mean, it wasn't that Four? Bad. It was That's a great game for, for Rashad White. I mean, he'd been averaging like two. <laughs> he's had two games. Yeah, he's had two games this year where he has gone above four yards a carry. He's averaging 3.3 for the season. But... The reason why he's a start of the week, past two weeks, he, six targets, seven targets, be caught passes. them all, and they're playing the Houston Texans. He do be catching lots of passes. He had 65 and 70 yards the past two weeks receiving. They're playing the Texans, which are still a great matchup for running backs. Uh, so Rashad White, feel, I mean, it's, it's kind of a matchup-based sort of deal, especially in PPR. Honestly, I'm starting him over uh, Derrick Henry in PPR. It feels very weird, but he's just. Yeah, I do think Henry's on his Henry way back. PPR right now. I mean, he kind of he kind of dominated touches this past week. Like I can't figure out to where. I mean, I just blanked on his name. Who's the other running back? Tajay Spears was not really on the field much like last week. Tajay Spears. It's the game scripts. In games which they lead, Derrick Henry dominates the touches. In games which they are behind, Tajay Spears is on the field. Well, I feel a like lot. this this coming week, and that basically there's going to be a shootout, so it could be a Derrick Henry game. It could. I just don't. I don't, I don't think the Steelers are that good. <laughs> I don't think the Titans are that good. So, no, they're not. Jake's going to be really not. mad when he hears me say that. I don't know. They're not. The defense is really good. Well, I mean... But the offense is abysmal. Look in the mirror, my dude. They're just not a good team. It's terrible. If I were Jake, I would be petitioning the Steelers to fire Matt Canada. Steelers have been hated Matt Canada for a while now. You're petitioning the Falcons to fire Nobody you talk to that's a Steelers fan likes Matt Canada. Yeah, because he's not good. This... This should say something. Matt Canada used to be a OC at NC State, and I, NC State ride or die. Y'all, y'all should. And I don't like Matt Canada. He's garbage. He's garbage. He he sucks. Uh, wide receiver starts of the week. They just spent so much time trashing Matt Canada for no reason whatsoever. Just catching straight. I'm gonna go with Garrett Wilson this week. I think I am. So you're saying but people should start out. a good player. Gary Wilson's a wide receiver 32 okay. on the year. A lot of us had been having Garrett Wilson hmm. close to top five, sometimes in the top five preseason. It's been a tough year for Garrett Wilson. Um, and it's all because of Zach Wilson. We, we all know that. Yeah. But he got 13 targets last week. He got 12 against Philadelphia. He's had 17 points back-to-back weeks. You're going up against a Chargers defense that... We all know the Chargers ain't going to stop nobody. I, I think this game will be very close. Obviously, we know Justin Herbert will move the ball. As good as the Jets' defense is, he's going to score some points. They're going to have to keep up to a certain extent. I think it'll be a fairly low-scoring game, but Garrett Wilson's going to get a, a ton of targets. And the Chargers' defense is not very good. He will. He will get a million targets. I don't know if that necessarily is a good thing to say about Garrett Wilson like he's going to give a million targets yes where do those when he's getting 13 a game and he's catching seven right he's going to get a million targets they're playing the Chargers you're still getting 60 80 yards at minimum usually usually yeah you would hope and maybe scores how many touchdowns does he have this year because I truly have no idea oh yikes so he scored a touchdown on a, let's see if I can remember right, a jump correct. ball and a slant that he took to the house. Those were all week one and two. Since then, he's had nine points, 15 points, eight points, 17 points, and 17 points. It's not bad. That's not bad. Not what you were, not what you were hoping for. I don't know. I just feel like this is a week it. that he could, he could be very good against no, a very lackluster bad. Chargers team. 
I'm with it. I, he's probably fine. Mine's better than yours. My start of the week at receiver is Mine's going better to be than yours. John Dotson. What's that? It, yeah, I mean, I could have gone Terry McLaurin here, but I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to scrape the bottom of the barrel a little bit to find a guy who's actually going to be surprisingly good. Here's what I found. So Jahan Dotson this year, obviously, has he's not been great overall. If you were to take the season in totality, it's not what we would expect it. But there are some good signs to point to. The past two weeks, he's got 18 targets. Last week, he had eight for 108 and a touchdown against Philadelphia. And the New England Patriots are also a terrible matchup for, I mean, sorry. They're a terrible defense. They're a great matchup for offenses. So I I don't know if John Dotson's going to have a great game, but it looks like he's getting reintegrated into the offense. He's not just doing cardio out there anymore, and he's got mm, a As we said earlier in the episode, defense is terrible. Washington so. just got rid of their defense, so they're going to have to score points to be in games, which means the receivers are going to get targets. I could see it. Maybe this is the one week where that's an exception because Kendrick Bourne tore his ACL and um, New England's offense is just as bad as their defense. But maybe, they, maybe every dog finds a bone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if oh, yeah. Bill Belichick should run to offers Bill him the job, he will take right it. Now. I've got a feeling he's got a standing offer from Bill Belichick, too. Like, I don't even know if he's got to text him. I think there's just an understanding. Like, hey, if you're not Some working, guys are just, it's you crazy can come how, work for me. Like, you can have one of the best offenses in the league, and then you go to be a head coach, and it's just... Some guys just can't handle it. Like Dan Quinn. I don't know what it is. Like, if, he, you, if you think I hated... If I hate Arthur Smith, you should... You probably remember me back when in the Dan Quinn days. I was ready for him to get out of there. But he's a great defensive coordinator. He's no, 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 not no, as no. bad as Arthur Smith, though. We at least made it to a Super Bowl with Dan Quinn. We blew and he, uh, We blew a yeah. lot of big I mean, Matt leads, Ryan had an But MVP, at least we so. were competitive. Yeah. I can't. I don't know what McDaniel's doesn't do as a coach, but there's something obviously because he showed up to a team that had gone ten and seven with an interim coach who had a quarterback. They got a stud receiver. Raiders fans, and then they've just been worse. They're missing Derek Carr hard right now. Yeah, I I still can't figure out for the life of me why they. I wonder if they fired him because he didn't trade Devontae. I mean, they were probably going to fire him anyway, but like. I saw that, that, and it's probably just kind of like a, a tin cap sort of conspiracy thing, but I saw that they might have fired the both of them because they did not want and, to trade Devontae Adams, which doesn't make sense because like the owner can say trade Devontae Adams not and they'll figure out a way to, to trade him. him. But you have a 30-year-old receiver who's clearly unhappy and your team's in, I mean, it just desperately needs the rebuild. That's all it needs to do. Yeah. You could trade Max Crosby and Devontae Adams and have multiple first-round picks, I would imagine, from something like that. Like, would somebody give up their first? A team like, I mean, we heard. I saw that the Jets. I saw somewhere were like, very hard definitely when March Adams. happens and the trade that opens back up, they're going to go get Devontae Adams. I could say it. You would definitely be able to get yeah. more for Max Crosby. That would be amazing. With Devontae being a 30 year old receiver, for real life NFL standards, they probably won't pay first for him, but. Yeah. You could definitely re-up on some capital. I don't know. I I don't know exactly what it what it all the what all the reasons were. Obviously, they sucked, and everybody was unhappy, and Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't good, and Devontae was pissed. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> Terrible disappointment. I don't know. On that disappointment, it is time to end 
Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you after Sunday. Next week. Hopefully we have two episodes next we're week. We're breaking down all of the week nine goodness. Yeah, hopefully we have two episodes. Please. And hopefully nobody else gets hurt Sunday. We can just, if please, can we just, can we just tomorrow next this coming weekend so many there's injuries. some good Please. games and on Sunday you. 9.30 you got Miami Kansas City yeah the Miami, Sunday Kansas night City game in the Buffalo versus Cincinnati that's fantastic even Dallas and the Eagles and the 4 o'clock window like that's pretty good that's good stuff Seahawks Ravens in the 1 o'clock window like, there's a good that's game, a really good game. Yeah. at all points yeah uh, Chargers Jets. I'm very excited. Who's the Monday night game? Do you know? I can't remember. I feel like that one could get kind of ugly. <laughs> well, because the Chargers offense that is one terrible. Or no, great. The Jets offense <laughs> is terrible, but the Chargers. No, there we go. But we are not going to blaspheme Justin the Herbert. Giant on Jets show. defense is extremely good, and they have been known to shut down yeah. Josh Allen and Mahomes and other good quarterbacks this year. Hmm, personal question. Lamar Jackson this week or Justin Herbert? Yeah. You've got to, you figure that out on your own. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Okay. Well. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> All righty. We'll see you, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.